Welcome to On the Line, a podcast for players, coaches, and fans. Today on the line, we have Evan Inquist, the head wheelchair tennis coach for the University of Alabama. Um, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely, Jenny. Um, Evan is one of our featured presenters at the upcoming USPTA Alabama workshop on Saturday, August 17th at Old Overton Club in Birmingham. Um, and I'm super excited that you're bringing um, Shelby Barron with you. Um, so I, I want to talk about you, but, but tell us a little bit about Shelby, too. Sure. Um, well, um, yeah, we're very excited and honored to be asked to present at this conference. Um, me personally, um, I've been involved uh, in the wheelchair tennis world for about five years, going on six here. Um, and I, yes, I serve as the wheelchair tennis coach uh, at the University of Alabama um, as a collegiate high performance coach. And then I also serve um, on the USG National Committee doing a variety of roles um, for wheelchair tennis. Um, and Shelby is one of our athletes. She just graduated actually with her master's in speech pathology. Okay. And um, she competed in the 2016 Paralympics in Rio. And she's searching to um, head to Tokyo here next year uh, if, she, if she can qualify. So, so yes, it'll be, um, it'll be great to have her along as well. That is amazing. I mean, what, what an achievement. That is just, that is just incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so super, super excited to have both of you um, coming over. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about how you got into this position. Like, how did you get interested in, um, in wheelchair tennis? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my path was just kind of one of those random, um, occurrences. I, I coached, uh, played college tennis, coached some college tennis at a variety of levels and, um, ended up moving down to Alabama, um, to, to work on my PhD in kinesiology, um, and it just happened that kinesiology had a lot of ties to the adaptive athletics program here at the university. And it was kind of a perfect timing where they were looking to expand their coaching and um, have more um, solidified practices with their tennis program. And, um, you know, work got around that I was a kind of a tennis guy. And they asked me, hey, would you be willing to volunteer once a week with this wheelchair tennis program? And I'd never heard of it, never seen wheelchair tennis before, really. And... Um, so I, I volunteered and immediately loved it. And within probably within 12 months, I was kind of an interim head coach and then took over that following season as the head coach. So that, that is, so just, that is so cool. And, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just uh, personally, I don't really believe in coincidence too much. So it sounds like that was a, a meant to be right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's just incredible potential, um, with the, with the program and where it could go and, you know, based on my college playing experiences, I, I knew that, um, you know, we could we could grow a very successful program with the with the kind of foundation support we had at the university. Yeah. Now, where did you play your college tennis? Uh, I played at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh yes, yes, I'm familiar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Where, is that, mm -hmm. Now, where are you from originally? So I'm originally from Rochester, Minnesota, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of popped around the Midwest for my undergrad and my master's in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. um, and um, and then just decided to uh, kind of adventure out um, while I finished my degree, and Alabama um, offered me an assistantship to, to teach at the university and, and, and continue studying, so, um, so I just made the move. How do you like the warmer weather? <laughs> The what? Sorry. The warmer weather down here. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty safe to say I'm probably not moving back to the north. Um, 
it was uh i'm, I'm all about winter sports and uh, <laughs> um, i do enjoy visiting but um but it definitely is a nicer tennis climate so so for those people who are not um very familiar with how wheelchair tennis works can you give us sort of a basic rundown of of how wheelchair tennis what makes it adaptive sure um so yeah so the the, the primary difference is uh, wheelchair tennis is for anyone with a lower body uh, physical disability um, and that would uh, basically prevent them from playing the able-bodied tennis that we know uh, or are familiar with so that could be something like yes they have a spinal cord injury um, or it could be as um, small as you know maybe they have a, a single leg amputation or they've had so many ACL tears on a specific knee that their doctor says you're not allowed to play standing up anymore um, wow. you will qualify to play wheelchair tennis okay so there's a kind of a big range um, and then there's just a slight difference between adapted tennis which has a more intellectual disability focus um, versus uh, wheelchair which is primarily you only have a physical disability oh okay okay um... So are, are the rules different or, or is the, 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 I know the scoring is the same and, and the lines sure. are the same. Um, yeah, um, it's, you know, it's, it's actually, um, in terms of the adaptive sports world, it's by far the closest to the able-bodied version of the sport and, um, you know, one of the most inclusive uh, adaptive sports as well because you're right, it's on the exact same tennis court. Um, the scoring is exactly the same, same ball. Um, same net, same everything. Um, the only difference is you allow a wheelchair tennis player to have two up to two bounces. Yeah. No, I. Have, so the first. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah. Oh, uh, just the you know the first bounce has to go in, just like um, you know stand up tennis. Uh -huh. um, but they are allowed to to hit it off that second bounce or in the air or on one, um, which you'll kind of see is the the level of you see progress. Um, the high the high level wheelchair tennis is really only one bounce. Um, they had to hardly use the two bounces at the high level now. Wow, wow, I didn't realize that. Um, mm -hmm. I have watched some wheelchair tennis, and it just it just really kind of blows my mind. I mean, what these athletes can do is is just it, it's incredible. It really, really is fun to watch. Um, I, I don't know how. I mean, no, you're, are you are you am I correct in saying that you you might bring a few extra chairs and let uh, some some of the attendees give it a shot <laughs> yes yeah, so my my goal is to make it um as immersive as possible um you know one of the things that um you know that i i learned as a as a coach who had never coached wheelchair tennis stepping in um that i think is kind of common across the board is just kind of this kind of <clears throat> hesitancy to kind of really say oh yeah i'm gonna i want to coach someone in a chair or um i want to try this is it's just really feeling comfortable with with the wheelchair itself so so I'm going to make, we're going to make this as immersive as possible, bring chairs so that my goal is to get every pro um, who attends in the chair at some point in that hour um, if, they, if they're interested and in, in seeing it firsthand because that's truly the only way to, to really um, feel what, what, what that player is, is uh, pushing in that chair. I, I think that is so cool. I'm so looking forward to, to your presentation. It's just, it's just, I, I already know it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and and, and I, I think, you know, um, just wheelchair tennis in general is, is getting, you know, more attention, you, you know, currently than it has in the past. And I, I think that that is such a good thing. And so I hope that continues. Now, you also coach, a, um, or actually you're the tournament director, excuse me, 
of, of a, a tournament there um, in Tuscaloosa. The Tuscal is it the Tuscaloosa Open? Is that right? Uh, yeah, the um, the Alabama Open oh, Alabama is the uh, is the name. Yep, yeah, of our of our wheelchair tennis event. Mm -hmm. And so, tell us a little bit about that event. Sure. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so really, it's uh, it's kind of grown. This is actually will be our fifth year, our fifth Alabama Open um, now, and um, it's uh, there's only ten professional wheelchair tennis tournaments in the United States um, wow. that's on the the, the uh, wheelchair tennis tour. So the players can use these points to qualify for the Paralympics. Um, so there's only ten in the United States. Alabama Open is one of those ten, and um, it's very, kind of a very unique event. Um, as compared to the able-bodied world, where we really do separate um, the professional tournaments to only professionals, amateurs only for amateurs, juniors for only for juniors, um, because we just have a smaller population. When we're getting some people together, it's easier just to get everyone together um, for these events. So, so I, so we will have as a part of this event a professional tournament, so players flying in from all over the world to get, you know, points for their qualification. Especially important this year because. Players are right now qualifying to to make the Paralympics, um, but we have amateurs, um, adults, kids. Um, someone you know, someone with their very first ever tennis match or very first time sitting in on a sports chair trying to compete could be at this event. So it makes a very cool environment and yeah, kind of absolutely. unique in the tennis world. Oh wow! That I mean that's that's a really big deal. I mean to be one of ten. And, and to help people qualify, I mean, that's, that's a really big deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the, you know, nice things about um, how incredible it is just being on the University of Alabama campus and how open, you know, George Husack and Jenny Mines are with our program and our relationship, having that, their varsity tennis facility as our host site, um, you know, one of the nicest complex on the, on the wheelchair tennis tour right now, honestly, in, oh, the, in the U.S. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so that's really cool, and, and the players, when they come and they get on campus and they see our venue, like, they always come back, and we can provide them live streaming and, you know, all the amenities of our facility, so it's, um, it's become a, you know, more and more popular destination. So, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the training that you do on court as well as off court, because um, I know you do both. I saw, I can't remember who it was, but I think I saw it on Facebook, like a video of one of the girls and she was like climbing a rope in the gym and I, and I was just, I, I, I watched it like three times in a row because I was just like, wow, <laughs> whoa. Sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, talk to us a little bit about the, the training that y'all do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so really, um, um, you know, we we're modeling. I'm modeling the program after you know the the, the Vision One experience. Mm -hmm. um, so you have five days a week of training. We have th we have three days a week of strength conditioning. Um, we've we've recently been able to hire a strength coach in the last two years that oversees okay. only our adapted sports. So that's tennis, men's and women's basketball, wheelchair basketball. Um, so they go through full training regimes, um, and you know, just like stand up tennis. Movement is such a big factor. Right, um, right. The better movers you are, the more powerful, um, really, you know, the more success you're going to have, and that and that really plays a pretty big role, I would say. Just comparing if I'm comparing able body tennis to wheelchair tennis, um, someone who can really move their wheelchair has a pretty big advantage. Um, 
because movement is a big factor in wheelchair tennis. Um, it's, you're just not quite as, as mobile as a stand-up athlete. So, yeah, so they, they, they <clears throat> engage a lot of training, um, upper body strength and, and power and speed. And, you know, we, we really focus on, um, on making sure that they are, are, our athletes for sure are athletic and, um, you know, able to, able to be, to be able to make it through a weekend, um, without fatigue. So, I mean, yeah, so they, they, they do things like that. Yeah. They, I mean, we, <clears throat> we, we train them. You know, just like an able athlete, they're doing pull-ups in the gym, and their 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 strength conditioning dreams are tough. And you know, we do things like resisting their wheelchairs, um, where they have to pull each other, um, kind of oh, as wow. dead weight or okay. or tire, or just you know, kind of those those techniques to to become more powerful and make each push really count. That's that's really really interesting. Um, I had not thought I had not thought about that before. How you would do the resistance training in the chair so that is mm-hmm. that is really really interesting um so we know that i mean in stand-up tennis that um you know the change of direction is is pretty constant and that's one of the hardest things to do and you know it's it's always a um, good tactic to kind of hit behind the player <laughs> um so i can only imagine that the change of direction in the chair is one of the biggest things that you have to learn how to maneuver. Um, I mean, I've seen some, some that kind of turn almost in a complete circle and go the other way. I mean, I, I so how, how do you train for the change of direction? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, a lot of growing up as an able-bodied athlete, it's all about staying light on your feet and keeping your heels off the ground and you know, being explosive laterally, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really possible in a wheelchair. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> the major difference there is, you know, is something we, we focus on a lot is just your recovery. Um, your recovery in a wheelchair is not to that hash mark at the middle of the baseline okay. where you would, you know, typically put, put a, put a person back to the, that kind of that home spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually much deeper into the court, closer to the fence. Okay. Um, so then they have plenty of room. So you're almost making figure eights. Um, you're almost, you, you know, okay. you're, you're, you don't really have that ability to just go sideways because if you right. do, somebody could easily maybe hit a high ball over your head because a right. player can't just back up. Um, right. They can't just take a steps back. So, so kind of the, you know, the physics of the wheelchair, um, we coach them to always be in constant motion okay. because if your wheels stop moving, well, guess what? You got to create all that force to get your chair moving again. Um, but if you're turning in in, cur- in a curving pattern, that's always, you know, the 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 simplest drill is always you simply touching the fence between each shot um, okay. will force a player to recover and and be in constant motion, and they can just make to more balls. Where you'll see a lot of beginner players that aren't familiar with the chair, and you, I guarantee you'll see it um, in a couple of weeks when we put some of these. Um, able-bodied coaches in chairs is they'll want to stay. They'll want to sit there and they'll want to lean over and um, reach for a ball instead of actually like pushing, hitting, recovering. Right. Push, hit, right. recover. So nice. And that's something nice. we'll definitely talk about. Oh, that's that. I like that push, hit, recover. That's great. So as far as patterns of play and, and tactics, I mean, would you say that they're the same? I mean... Um, yeah, I would say by and large, um, the techniques and the tactics um, uh, of playing the game are, are going to be identical. 
Um, the only thing you're going to see less of is, especially like in doubles play, you'll see a lot less net play because players don't typically start in that one-up, one-back pattern. Uh-huh. And because of your height, you're sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. um, lobs are a lot easier to hit against an opponent. Right. So you'll see it like it's a little bit heavier on the baseline play. Uh-huh. You do still get the approach shots, the volleys, all those things, but... Um, but outside of that small difference, I mean, yeah, it, the, the play is identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that I'm that is that is really cool. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, I would, I would that makes sense. Um, so, well, Evan, I, I I just can't tell you how excited I am to have you and Shelby um, coming to Birmingham, um, coming to Old Everton Club um, on Saturday the seventeenth. And um, is there anything else you want to tell us? So any any other. Uh, tidbit about what you want to talk about when you're here or, or do you want to just uh, save it for save it for Saturday yeah <laughs> yeah no I mean I think just the overarching goal is to get everybody very comfortable with the chair and some baseline knowledge and um, just convey the, the the major message that is you know all these coaches coming in like every one of them has the knowledge already to be a very good wheelchair tennis coach um, it's just kind of getting comfortable with with the chair and and those just tiny little um, differences in the movement um, that no one should be apprehensive about working with someone in a wheelchair or inviting someone in a wheelchair um, to come out and, and try tennis and it's it's just it's such an inclusive sport where any you know any athletes could you can play doubles one stand up one in a chair or they can join USTA leagues um, you know it's so it's just kind of getting everyone comfortable and giving them the, the materials so they can go back in their communities and, and, and search out these athletes. Uh, that, that, is, that, is, that is great. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the line today. And um, I will see you in two weeks. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Right, thanks.